0: Welcome to Rise Church. If uh, you are new with us here, and we're so glad that you're with us. My name is Aaron. I'm the senior pastor, and on behalf of my wife Erica and all of our staff and pastors, we're so glad that you're with us. Uh, especially if you're here with us for the very first time. If you're a guest with us, I always invite our guests to come back at least three times. Remember, gonna say three times. Uh, and the reason I do that is because uh, we really believe that in order to get a full experience of Rise, you got to come more than once and be a part of what we're doing and uh, to see. We our goal. We have an end game here, so. We have a we have a strategy our goal is to actually get you to be a part of our spiritual family um, we don't really care for religion or for you to be a part of another church club we really want you to be a part of a family and we know that that the best things in life are done together and so our hope is that you would find that here at rise and so we are um starting a brand new series today it's a little two-part series uh called push everybody say push, push. and the reason we called it push is because it's a little acronym that we're using and it's uh pray until something happens. Pray until something happens. And um, I don't know about you, but I've grown up in church most of my life and the discipline of prayer is just that, it's a discipline. And many times, you know, we think about prayer, we think about it from a sense of like an obligation, I think as a Christian sometimes, because there are times if we're honest, it's not easy to pray. As a pastor, can I just be honest with you, there are, even as a pastor, there are times where I get frustrated in prayer Um, I don't always look forward to praying. Um, I don't always hear from God. You know, I know people are like, wow, you know, you're the pastor. You must just have like an open line to him. Well, if I do, I I haven't found that number yet. They haven't sent it to me. I think part of what my job is as a pastor is to make, uh, I think, tough things in the Bible relatable so that we can actually do it. And uh, my hope would be over the next two weeks, you would learn about prayer, maybe in a way that you never have before. And uh, that'd be kind of my, my heart. One of the reasons we're doing this is because um, I really believe this. I was sitting with one of my pastors and um, and we were talking, we were having dinner. And I was just telling him how, fr- I don't know if frustrated is the right word. I think I was just, I'm at a place in my life right now with our church where like something's got to happen. And I don't know if you ever get like that in your life where you just get to the point where you just kind of like something's got to happen. It's like, it's almost like I got past my patience carnally, you know, in like my physical body. I'm like, okay, I'm, Lord, you can do it. We're going to do it. I'm waiting on you. I'm going to wait on you. And I finally was just like, I was having a moment with my pastor and he said, and I said, I'm just frustrated that we're not, we don't have a place to call ourselves, I'll call, I'll call home. And uh, he said, you know what? He goes, back in the day, we would just pray until something happens. You know, what if you did like a little, so this is his idea, honestly. And uh, he goes, what if you did like a little, just you started to, like, I'm just gonna pray until something happens. And so um, I'm gonna explain to you at the end of our, our message today, I'm gonna give you kind of a little challenge uh, from our church to you. And uh, hopefully we can just do this together. I really believe in the power of prayer. I really believe that that things happen when we pray together in, in In unity, And we pray together in what God can do inside of our church. And so we're going to do that because we need a miracle at our church. Uh, And I believe the miracle is here. I believe it's going to happen. I believe it will come through the power of prayer. And if that's true, then I need to teach you and I how to pray in um, a strategy, some strategies on how to do that. And so, because here's the deal. Here's the funny thing. All of us pray. Did you know that? All of us pray. Even if you're not a Christian here, you pray. Because eventually you get to a point in your life where you're like, god are you well i guess if you are real you know it'd be nice of you to help you know um i always tell people there are no atheists on deathbeds everybody wants a miracle everybody everybody prays and the question you have to ask yourself is how do i pray so that god will answer because there's, there's a strategy to that. There's a way to do that. There's, so there's, there's a way. In fact, Jesus talked about how to pray and, and, and what to do in prayer. And so my goal would be today is to talk about one specific type of prayer from a man that is so obscure in, in scripture. He only was given two verses and uh, his name was Jabez. And um, if, if you don't know anything about the, the prayer of Jabez, he, uh, Jabez is found in First Chronicles, which by the way, most of you have never read First Chronicles because nobody reads First First Chronicles. Uh, most most of First Chronicles, in fact, first like first eight chapters of First Chronicles is like this person begat, this person begat, this person. It's a genealogy, and y'all don't read that. Nobody reads that. Even I don't read that. You're like, this is ridiculous. Let's move on to the thing that actually talks about stuff. Um, but in the middle of chapter in chapter four, there's a, a two verses that we're going to read today by a man named Jabez, and it was a prayer that he prayed that I thought was so uh, interesting. Now he's not. Bible famous. You know, no one gets up and be like, we need to be like Jabez. No one ever says that. Right. Um, he didn't have, uh, he wasn't famous like Abraham or Moses. He didn't have cool stories like Daniel or David or Jonah. You know, he wasn't, you know, he didn't have like these famous crazy stories. He didn't do any miracles like Peter or Paul. This is the most normal person. I like Jabez. You want to know why I like Jabez? Cause Jabez is me. This guy is like the most normal non- uh, impactful person in the world. Like it's he just seems normal. And if you're normal, if you just like, man, I don't feel like I don't feel like I'd really have done anything. Like I this is for you. And I love this because this is for me. And in first chronicles chapter four, verse nine, it says, it says this. This is this is really good. It says Now, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, which, by the way, I love how the Bible speaks of honor. It's one of our values here. You you and I will catch the attention of God the more honoring you are. He says of his brothers, and his mother called his name Jabez. This is what's interesting. So this is why you don't hear hear anybody name Jabez. This is why you don't name your kid Jabez. This is what it meant. Hebrew, it meant, um, because I bore him in pain. This is a man called pain. And Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, I like this. This is his prayer. So this is for those of you who feel like you've been labeled or mislabeled in your life. Anybody ever tell you you were a loser? If anyone's ever told you, you're not going to make it. Anybody ever said to you, you weren't weren't, going to amount to anything. Anybody ever said that you didn't have value. This is a good prayer. You could pray. Jabez calls on the God of Israel saying, oh, that you would bless me indeed. Everybody say bless. bless. And then he says, and then you would... Enlarge my territory, and then he says, and that your, your hand would be with me, and finally that you would keep me from evil, and that my name I may not cause. Pain. He he literally speaks to his name. He says so that I may no longer be called Jabez. I may no longer be the man who called pain. And then the craziest verse in those two scriptures, he says. And so God granted his request. And I don't know about you, I have some prayers I need God to grant. I need some prayers in my life. So if this is, if you're in your life right now where you need a a prayer granted, I would encourage you to pray the prayer of Jabez. And I'm gonna walk through that today with the time that I have left. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, Lord, for today. I thank you that God, you have a word for us. This is a timely message because we need a miracle. This is a timely message because we we need you. We need a a prayer that is going to work. We need a prayer that is going to be effective. We need a prayer that is going to to catch your ears. And we need a prayer that you're going to answer. And we ask you that. Give us some wisdom today in Jesus' name. Everybody said? Amen. I, um, I recently got back from a trip. And, um, and uh, I, lo- I love I this trip, is a family trip. We've gone on a little family vacation and we we're out hanging out. And I remember thinking like, yeah, I don't know if you guys are like this with me, whenever I call someone, I really, really expect them to answer the phone. Is anybody else like that with me? Like, I feel like whatever you're doing, well, I don't care what you're doing, whatever you're doing, stop what you're doing. I don't care if you're doing heart surgery, stop what you're doing and answer the phone. Is anybody else like that with me? Like, if you just answer the phone. What I'm really like, who I'm really like that with is, I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm just, just be honest, I'm not, I'm, I'm really like this with people that are closest to me. So uh, who's the closest? closest to me in my life is my wife. So if I call my wife, I expect my wife to answer the phone. Guys, can I get an amen? In here, right now. Okay, good. So, so, ladies, I get it. Sometimes you all are genuinely busy. I understand. You got things going on. You got work. You got the kids. There's something going on. There's food on the table. There's y'all, y'all doing things. I get it. But at the end of the day, if I'm calling you, I need you to answer the phone. So the other day, we're out. We're out. We're out. And it's like you know this amusement park. And um, I'm calling my wife. Calling my wife. Calling my wife. And I don't know. If, whenever my wife, whenever I hear my wife's voice, it makes me so mad. I just angry. I just get angry real like instantly. Because I'm like, there's something. Whatever you're doing is not more important than what I'm asking. Now, all I really wanted to know from her literally, I just wanted to know how she was doing, but I just, I still wanted her to answer the phone. And so I'm literally calling her. I'm like, where's she doing? She's not answering her phone. She's ignoring me. She's ignoring me. She hates me. She's not listening. She's not paying attention. She might be thinking about somebody else. She might be with some other dude. I just start thinking about stuff. <laughs> Does anybody else think like that? I, I, I'm very dramatic. I can go from two to 10 really quickly. And so I'm, I'm calling her. So finally I call her up. I, I call her one last time. It's like the eighth time I call her. I call her up and I see her. She didn't know I saw her. I see her, and my worst fears come to light. She picks up her phone, she sees it, and she goes like this she puts it down. <laughs> now, ladies, I don't know if you know this or not, but that's incredibly offensive to us who are highly insecure people. Like, I'm, I'm like, I need you to answer the phone. So I, I said, That's fine. We found it, we connected later. I wound up asking her, I said, Hey, listen, when I called you, were you doing something important? She goes, And to be quiet, to her credit, she goes, No, I just didn't want to answer your phone. That's what she told me, obviously. (laughs) My issue with calling my wife is my same issue that I have with praying to my God. Because I feel like a lot of times when I pray to God, he does what my wife did. Because it doesn't seem like he answers every prayer that I pray. And it doesn't seem like he... He hears every time I hear. And I, I get it because he's God, right? He hears everything. But there's, there, does anybody get frustrated with God when you pray? And you feel like, man, you don't hear him all the time? Does like, uh, or he doesn't hear you all the time? You feel like you did everything you should? You we walked out the right? And I think so many times in life with prayer, when it comes to God, it's, it's, we want to make it formulaic, but it's really not. It's really more art than it is science. And I think when I say that, I mean, you're going to have to really figure out a strategy that fits you because there's some people who can just pray for hours and hours and hours. Do you all know those people? Like they're really close to God. They're probably going to be in the front of the line going to heaven. They probably going to have the big house. I don't want a big house in heaven. I just want to be in heaven. I just want to have a room in heaven. I feel like I'm barely going to make it in into heaven. You know, I just want to scoot in at the end and say, I'm with my wife. I'm with that woman. And, and, but like, if I'm honest with you, I don't have a, I don't, I struggle with prayer. Is that, is that okay to say as your pastor? Yeah. Like I struggle with it because like I have ADDDDDDDDDD mm-hmm. and I can't focus sometimes in my prayer and, and I need structure so that I can follow along in something. And some of y'all can just, again, y'all can get up in it and just shuck and jive to the Lord all you want. And if you're like that, then, then this might be helpful to you, but it might not be. So I'm, I'm preaching today to the people who struggle, who potentially could struggle with having a regular prayer life with God. And if that's you, then I want to give you maybe a structure that you can kind of use with, when it comes to the prayer of Jabez, because it's so good. It's really just four points of prayer that I think you can pray on a regular basis. But I wanted to give you an, an, and maybe expand on the highlights of these prayers so that so you don't feel like when you call God, he, he don't answer. You know what I'm saying? When you call God, he don't, he don't look at it and you just feel, like, I want you to feel like when you had a moment with God, you had, you had a, you had a moment with God. So the, the, the first, the first part, if I can, if I can expand on the strategy of Jabez, he starts off with, with this interesting statement. He says that, that you would bless me. I said that you would, number one, you would, you would bless me. Now, bless is tossed around a lot these days. You know, we use it like somebody like who bless our food, right? If somebody says they, they sneeze, what do you say? God bless you, you know. Or, you know, a lot of times this is like a big thing on social media, like hashtag blessed. You know, you just live a blessed life. You know, you just you're blessed. Everything's good. But 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 there in in, in the Hebrew specifically, he had three types of, of, of blessings that I think that he he really prayed for. If you really understand the, the Hebrew context of what, what Jabez was playing. Number one, he he was he prayed a, a favor blessing, which and a lot of times uh, when we come to God, we think that like God is um God blesses the things that we do because we planted good seed and then we, therefore we harvest a good, a good reward. And I, th- I believe in that. That, that is a, a, a portion of blessing. There, there's a lot of teacher uh, teaching and, and scriptures that teach if you sow good seed, you'll, you'll reap a good reward. But that's not the prayer that Jabez was praying. In fact, that's not the blessing he was even talking about. What he was really talking about, he wasn't talking about cause and effect. He was really talking about a spiritual favor over his life. He was talking about a blessing that had nothing to do with what he did. Only about who God was. He was saying, God, independent of me and all the decisions that I made, whether they're good or bad, God, I want you to bless me and, and, and do it in a way that, that is pretty amazing. That I want you to actually bring favor into my life that has nothing to do with what I've done and had nothing to do with how good I am and nothing to do with what church I've gone to and how many prayers I pray and how many things I do. I, like, I want you just to pray me, bless me in, in a way that just because you are you. I like what Proverbs 10, says. He says, the blessing of the Lord makes one rich. He says, I, that same blessing, it's the same Hebrew context. It's the same idea that, Lord, you bless me because you own the cattle on a thousand hills. You lack for nothing. That if you bless me, you lose nothing. And I want to be blessed. Second type of blessing he, he prayed was, um, was a wise blessing, because if you notice, he didn't pray for a specific type of blessing. None of you are like me. I'm pretty good with God and giving him exactly what I want. Hey, God, here's what I like. One, two, three. This is the description of it. This is the color. This is the size. This is the weight. This is the place you can get it from. This is the website you can go to. If You you, this, you actually follow this Amazon link right now, God. If you just push this button, this is a specific type of prayer. And I'm just saying, you got to be careful with those types of prayers with God. What wisdom, wisdom always says, don't. I like what Jabez, Jabez didn't say the specific blessing. He says that you'd bless me. He didn't say something like, "Hey, I want you to bless me like this, 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 this. Give me this raise with this amount of money from this person to this area. With this. make sure I get into this school or make sure I go to this job. God, make sure I, you you help my wife. You talk to me nice this way. Lord, make my husband do this way. I need him to be this type of guy. Let me just give you a description of who he needs to be. Y'all hear what I'm saying? And we can get real specific with God. And I think oftentimes that the wisdom would say, God could say, God, look, you 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 might you might you might know more than I do, God." I know what I feel I want, but the better blessing is this thing that you actually say that is good for, for me. Your reunion show this well. You ever notice that? You ever been to your family reunion? or your, your, Not your family reunion. Uh, your class reunion? Y'all know what I'm talking about? Like your 20-year class reunion? And you show up and you meet all these people? And do you remember meeting the person that you fell in love with in high school? Do y'all remember like, that person? And you met them and now they're crazy? Right. But you said to God, you prayed. Remember praying to God, asking God, God, would you give me them? They're amazing. I met, I I, I saw somebody the other day. There's a girl I was dating back when I was in high school and I saw her uh, on social media and some of the stuff she was saying. And I I remember, y'all, I remember crying in my bed, begging the Lord, Father, will you just give her the, ability? I would just one day love to be married to that woman. And now I look back and I'm like, thank you, God, that you didn't answer that prayer. <laughs> y'all, y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all have that thank you, God moment. Y'all, y'all reunion show it to you like, oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. I don't know what it would happen, but and, and, and it's so good to, to, to be careful with our prayers to God to say, God, if you're going to bless me, you bless me in every way you, you think is good. You, you, you bless me in a way that you feel is right. God, maybe you know more than I do. The third type of, of blessing he prayed was, was, was what I call big blessing. The, the funny thing about uh, the Hebrew language is that there's no punctuation in it. So translating it, you know, we read the Bible, we see, read it in English. So it's just like, okay, it's good. But if you read it in the original Hebrew language, there's no punctuation. So the reason he said bless indeed was actually the kind of like, well, the way they would emphasize words is they would use stuff like that. They would either say it twice or say bless big or bless indeed or bless, bless, bless. He was trying to emphasize to God, God, I want you to not bless me just a little bit. I want you to bless me a lot. And that challenged me because I don't know if you're like me with God. I, I'm, I'm, I'm very pragmatic with God. I, I tend to ask God for small things. Cause I feel like if God, if I ask you for small things, then, um, you can, you can do easily small things. Cause I put God in a box. My, and my God looks like me. I don't know if you know that. Cause you're, you're, but your God looks like you too. And, 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 and I always think like, if I ask God for like a smaller version of the blessing, then he'll probably do it. He won't think, you know, anything of it. But I forget that God is unlimited and that it costs nothing for God to bless me in a big way, especially, especially him. And, and that there is nothing more Christian and spiritual than you to pray big prayers. And so when I ask God for, a, like, a building for our church, sometimes I'll get caught in, like, hey, God, I don't need, like, the biggest building, just, like, maybe a smaller building. Like, I can kind of, like, just get some people in there, and then we just call it our own. And then I'll get challenged by my wife because she'd be praying prayers like, hey, we want this, like, city. <laughs> and I'm like, honey, you know, I feel like that's a little, like, we ask God for a lot, you know. It's like he's kind of, you know, maybe he's busy. He's got a couple things going on. Like, maybe we just ask for, like, a piece of, like a, like a piece of land. She goes, no, no, we, we, this is our territory. And you get around people who pray big prayers. It's very intimidating. You know what I mean? But, but what's funny is, is, is that, that that is a very godly thing to do because our level of life is directly related to our level of prayers. I, I like what James said. He said, you have not. Because you ask not. My son, he was um, in baseball this last year. And um, halfway through the season, I started having this conversation with him at the plate when he was getting up to bat. And he would get up to the bat. And, and um, like at practice, he would be killing the ball, just killing it, boom, boom, boom. I'm like, awesome. And then he'd get up to the plate and then he'd just watch the ball go by. And you know, like I'm a really good Christian parent. So I'd be screaming at him from the sidelines. Like, what, what do you think? What do you think I was screaming at him while he was watching the ball go by? What, what do you think I was screaming at him? Swing the bat. Everybody on the count three say that. One, two, three, swing the bat. All I wanted him to do was swing the ball. And so he watches the ball go by, watches the ball go by. Finally, halfway through the season, he comes up and I said, come here, come here. He walks through the dugout. I said, coach, I just, for two seconds. All right, so he comes over here. I get away from people. It's just me and him, some private. I said, let me ask you a question. What What are you thinking when you get up to the bat? He goes, I just don't want to strike out. I said, what you need to be thinking is, how can I hit this ball? I said, you cannot hit a ball if you don't swing the bat. I said, it costs you, son, I don't care if you get up there and strike out swinging every single time. I would rather you do that than you watch the ball go by. I said, son, listen to me, look at me, swing the bat. I said, say it to me. He said, swing the bat. I said, no, no, say it loud. Say it with your chest. Say it. He goes, swing the bat. He walked out there. He swung the bat. It costs us nothing to ask God for everything. It costs him nothing for us to ask God big things. So everything that you're asking for in God in your life, I would just go to say, maybe you should up the ante just a little bit. Maybe there's a part of you that's timid to say, God, I don't want God to think I'm prideful. No, 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 just so you know, God already promised you a life and a life to the fullest. If I gave my son, if I told my son, I'm gonna give him $5 if he goes and, and, and cleans the, the yard he comes back to me and he asked me for $5. That is not, that is not um, inappropriate because I've already promised him a blessing. Do y'all hear what I'm saying? So God's already promised you a blessing. All you have to do is ask for it. All you have to do is pray for it. All you have to do is be in relationship with God for it. And if you and I can learn to pray big prayers, I wonder what level of life you will start to learn to live. I wonder what it would be like for us to go to God and say, God, I actually believe that me asking you for big prayers costs you nothing because you are an unlimited God. I like that Jabez went out of his way to say, look, I'm gonna pray and ask God for big things. So whatever it is in your life, why don't you ask God for something bigger? Second thing he did, he said this, he said this was good, he's really good. He said, enlarge my territory, enlarge my territory. He translated this literally meant just to increase my influence, my responsibility, or my opportunity, or my reach. This is a prayer of patience and trust, isn't it? This is a prayer that's saying, God, like, I got to be really careful that I I follow what, I follow the territory you expand in my life. I follow the territory. You you got, you, 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 you have to lead the way, not me to have to lead the way. I can get uh, real impatient a lot. And this could lead to me getting hurt. Um, I I got this uh, bad habit in my house. I don't know if y'all are like this. Well, I will walk really, really fast through doors that are closed and I don't properly open them. Do y'all do that ever? Like where you get, like you're in a hurry, you're in such a hurry, you get to the door, you turn the handle, but you only turn it halfway and you, you wind up doing what? Slam right into the door. And so you, my, oftentimes in my house, you'll hear, my, my kids will even hear it. They'll know, they'll hear a boom and they'll be like, oh, dad didn't open the door right. He was walking too quick. I've done it so fast and so hard, but I've literally broken a door as I walk through it. You know, like, because I didn't, I, I'm, I haven't taken the time or I just kind of stop, settle. Okay, open the door and then walk through it. And, and what's funny about life is that I'm really good. If I'm not careful, I want you to know, like, just I, I, is me. If I'm not careful, I can break through doors I shouldn't walk through. I wonder how many doors you and I walk, walk through that, you, that God didn't open. But you did. In fact, God didn't open it. You didn't open it. You actually broke through it. And you wind up being in a place that you never imagined. That he didn't enlarge your territory. You enlarge your territory. I mean, this is the prayer of Jabez. If you're going to pray this prayer, it's a prayer of patience. And it's a prayer of wisdom. It's saying, God, I'm going to wait for you to open up the right doors to walk through. God, I'm going to wait to be sure that this is the place that I actually need to get into. I'm going to be sure that this is the time that you need to give me the raise. I'm going to be sure that this is the time I need to get that promotion. I'm going to be sure that this is the time you need to adjust that area of my life. Like, I got to be careful that if I don't, I need to pray that you would enlarge my territory, that I wouldn't enlarge my territory. And I don't know if you're like me, I'm real impatient. And I can get real, 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 real fidgety with God in my life. And when I start to pray prayers like, God, I want this. And I want to go to that area. And I want to go to that. I got to be careful. I'm just telling you, I got to be careful. Because if I start doing that, I've noticed I can walk into. I've been indoors. I've been in rooms where I shouldn't have been in. And I regret it at every moment. Because I realized God didn't open that door. I broke down that door. We got to be careful. God, Lord, let, let you, like what J.B. said, Lord, let you enlarge my territory. Why? So, that, so that, that we can truly bless others. I want influence so I can bless others. I want reach so that I can, I can reach the world. I want, I, I, God gives you and I blessing and enlarge our territory so that others can be blessed. It's the upside down kingdom that we live in. And we got to make sure we're part of that. Number three, he said, your hand would be with me. I like this. This translated was, your presence would sustain me as you bless me with the influence. Because the worst thing that you and I could get is blessing without God. The worst thing that you and I could get would, would lose the presence of God as he's handed us the gift of God. And what's really tempting is in the moment of blessing, when God does hand you blessing and does enlarge your territory, that you forget how you got there. That you forget the whole reason you even have it. It's because God allowed you to have it. That's what I always tell people about money and finances. That you got to be really careful that when God finally blesses you with finances and money, that you don't, you don't, you don't look to God for the continued blessing. You look to God for God and you remember that he was the one who handed it to you and that if he was the one who handed it to you the least you could do is honor him with it. Because God I need I need your I need your presence. This is a a prayer I like this of dependence on God. This is a prayer of dependence on God. I like what John chapter 5 says. He says I am the vine you are the branches. If you remain in me, this is Jesus speaking. If you remain in me and I in you, then you will bear much fruit, but apart from me, you can do nothing. Can I just remind you, you are and I are dependent people. The world and the culture that you live in desperately want you to buy into the lie that you are an independent person. They do. They tell you all the time, do what makes you feel good. You do you. Come on, right? You do you. You be you. You be, the, be all you can be. You be the only person that you can only tell you anything. You don't really be, no, no, no. The Christian way, the godly way, the Jesus way is, no, I'm, I'm a completely attached to Jesus. And without him, I can do nothing. I've noticed my kids could get real, um, they get real confident on who they are in my own house. Like in what they can do. They're real strong in my house because they're close to me. They, I provided them all the food. You ever look at your house and how much food they get, they get? They just live in a world of blessing. They can walk up to the pantry. I don't even know why we have a door on our pantry. It's always open. They walk in and they eat nonstop. They have a house over their head. Come on, they have climate control. They have their own bed. They have toys galore. They have so many toys they don't even know what toys they have. And so what happens is, is they're my, when they're blessed like that, they don't really care about dad being around because they got all their stuff. And so my son the other day, he got mad at me. And my little one. it's my little tiny one. He got mad because I told him no. That's shock. So he packed up his bag. You ever, anybody ever had that with your kid? Your kid ever? He's, I'm out. I'm like, peace with two fingers, bro. Good luck. (laughs) He walks out. He gets his backpack on. He goes, I'm leaving. I say, all right. Good luck. He made it to the corner. He realized he had no food. He had no money. Netflix was gone. All of his toys were gone. Like he didn't have nothing. Apart from dad, he could do nothing. I just wonder how oftentimes we pack our bag with God sometimes. Say, God, you bless me enough, I don't need you anymore. You enlarge my territory enough, I don't need you anymore. And then some of y'all get so far as to the curb. And it starts to get cold and lonely. And you forgot the reason you were producing fruit was because you were connected to the vine. And so I think Jabez had a moment where he said, God, if you bless me and if you enlarge my territory, don't you dare leave me. I pray that your hand would be with me. I pray that the presence of God is always in my life. I pray with our church that God, if you, if you bless us with a building, Lord, I pray, don't you dare leave us. Don't you give us a building if your presence leaves us. Don't you bless us with what you, I'm just, if you're not here, what's all this for anyway? In the danger of people who are talented and anointed and it can actually do something, it makes them independent. And the wisdom would say, stay close to God. Stay close to God. Stay close to God. I think there was wisdom in what Jabez said. Last one is this, he says, you would keep me from evil. Translated, that you would deliver, everybody say deliver. This is important, that you would deliver me from evil as my influence grows. That you would deliver me from evil as my, I've just noticed a success in Christ brings a lot of attack of the enemy. Yeah, the more you do things the right way with God, You figured to be opposite, right? You did everything right. You did it all the right way. You did follow Jesus, you follow the Lord. Clearly. If you did that, then you should have no issues. You should have no problems. Surely evil would flee from you because you are, well, you're godly and you're Christian. I've said this a few times through our, our, our history. When I first planted Rise, we first came to San Antonio. The day we moved in, the, the day our van pulled up into the driveway to plant a church for Jesus in a city where we knew no one, had no friends, had no family, had no church. The day we moved in. We had, all of my kids got sick. We had a gas leak in our house that had, like my wife had to leave the house, call the fire department, like it was crazy. We're talking about the day we moved in. Um, And I went a six month long depression, clinical depression when I first moved here. I'd never struggled with it in my life. There was no logical reason. I thought that would be the hardest thing that I'd have to go through. And some of y'all know our story. That was just the tip of the iceberg. And so anytime you you, you fight with Christ, for Christ, and do great things with Christ, if he happens to bless you and enlarge your territory and his presence is with you, just know attack is is pretty imminent. And I thought it was so appropriate that Jabez said that you would, keep me from evil, that word keep was, was delivered, it was, it was written in a way that says, like, you're not going to protect me it's not going to keep it from happening it's not elimination of evil it's just deliverance from evil since you're going to go through some stuff and that, that God, I pray as I go through it, you would deliver me that God, you would you would help us through it, not just do it. Matthew 6 says, do not lead us into temptation, but what? Like I said, deliver us from the evil one. Even Jesus recognized the needs for God deliverance. It's The danger in all of us when we pray is that I don't need God and I'm good. Because when you're blessed and your territory is enlarged and then you have the presence of God, the danger is to think you, you don't need deliverance for, with God. And the wisdom would say, God, I pray that God's hand of protection is here, as as I do the work of the Lord, that Your hand of protection would be around me to deliver me from those tough moments. The other day, I was changing a light bulb in our house, and um, I was on a ladder, got up on the ladder, and um, changed the light bulb, and I got down off the ladder, and then I went to go, I think, throw the light bulb away, and I looked back, and my five-year-old son was climbed to the top of my nine-foot ladder. I don't know if you guys ever see that. You know, it's like you're a terrible parent, Aaron. I, I get it. I, I should watch him more. But um, he walks up to the he walks up to the top of this thing, and he's like at the top, and he's like, "Dad, look, look at me." And all I think as a parent, what do you think as a parent? Like he's gonna he's gonna fall. He's gonna break his neck. And I ran over, and I was gonna grab him and snatch him off the ladder. And I thought, no, I'm just gonna wait. So I went over to him. I said, oh, okay. I said, good job. Can you get down now? He says, okay. And so he starts crawling down. And um, as, he, as he was crawling down, what do, you, what do you think happened? He slipped. His foot missed the, the rung. And he fell. And you saw his face. Like his face went from security to insecurity in a moment. Y'all know what your kids look like when they get scared? and um, but what was really cool though is I was right there and my hand was right under him so he fell and he, he fell he slipped but I caught him I said are you okay and he goes oh, yeah I'm okay and he got back down and you know what he wanted to do again after that <laughs> climb up the ladder <laughs> but the truth is, is that's that prayer does God want you to climb the ladder he wants you to do things. He wants to. But when something bad happens, I think the prayer is so wise. Hey God, if I fall, will you just be there to catch me? Will you deliver me from evil? When I get get attacked like that, God, will you just be there to help me push through? Because if you're there to help me push through, and I promise. I'm pretty sure I can make it. There's a difference between falling with God and falling without God. That's the prayer of deliverance that Jabus was praying. He was praying, protecting God. Your hand would be with me, and you would what? You would you would keep me from evil this week i'm challenging our church on your seat uh i believe on your seat is the, is this card um if y'all could pull that you could pull it out you can look at it do y'all have this card do we hand these out show me the card if you got it wave it at me like a symbol yay all right cool so if at the top you can kind of see with right under the graphic push it says pray every day at noon for 12 minutes i'm asking you to do me a favor to do us a favor, to do you a favor, that we as a church would pray every day at noon for 12 minutes for the future of our church. Some of you in here are like, 12 minutes, I never prayed 12 minutes in my entire life combined. I get that. But would you would you, you pray for 12 seconds? Yeah, don't, don't, don't get confused by the legalistic nature of this. That's not what I'm saying. If you can't pray for 12 minutes, would you pray for one minute? Would you pray for two minutes? Just at noon, every day. I know some of you are at work and, and you're like, man, I'm driving a truck or I'm you know swinging a hammer or I'm pushing a button on a keyboard. Will you just at noon, will you put a little alarm on your clock at noon? Would you do that on your phone, on your watch? Would you just do that for me? And just, I, don't, I wouldn't mind if you just close your eyes and said, Lord, I pray that you would bless us. I pray that you would enlarge our territory. I pray that you're, hand would be with me and I pray that you would protect us from evil would you would you pray that with us and we're not going to do it on Facebook or or anything in fact that's the opposite of what I want you to do. I want you not to get on social media at noon I want you to go to God at noon and um, we're going to do that every day until something happens and you're like what if it takes six months we're going to do it until something happens what if it takes like a year we're going to do it until something happens well, what if it takes a year and a half two years what if we're gonna pray until something happens I don't believe God I, bl- I don't believe God won't listen if he hears a church that's unified and connected to prayer if you, if you're willing to do that will you just would you just lift your hands right now were will you willing to commit 12 minutes 12, 12 at noon and will you pray with me okay okay uh, and even on Sundays um we're gonna I know there's some people who at Sundays on Sundays at, at noon we walk around this property and we just declare this property. We just pray over this property. Lord, if this is your place, you want your people, we're going to pray over this place. We just do that. On Sundays, we do that. We have people who walk around the property. We're just, we're praying. We're, we, there, our miracle is in the house. We just got to pray for God to do it. I really believe that. And so um, we gave you this card to give you just different ideas on how to pray and where to pray. And if you want to just pray over certain things, some, or certain topics. And so I'm going to use this. I'm going to wake up and. At noon, I'm going to, um, I don't wake up at noon, but you know what I'm saying? I'm going to wake up, live my life. You're like, you wake up at noon? I knew you were a pastor. You know? so I wake up before noon. I'm going to wake up, and then at noon, uh, I'm going to pray this. And uh, we have some prayers on property we'll own and provision, and our pastors, our leaders, life change, discipline, discipleship, families, and city region. I, just, I would love for you to just pray with us and put this on your heart to, to do that every day. And, um, and then what I'd love for you to do is just maybe send in emails of, of just life changes happened in your life because of that prayer. And, and I really believe that God's gonna bring a miracle on our behalf. That's my prayer for all of us. Let's pray. Father, we love you, Lord. I thank you that prayer is important. Prayer is important. I thank you that you've given us your word that gives us a strategy on prayer, gives us a, a way to pray. It's not the way, it's a way to pray and to be connected to you. And so God, if there's people in this church that have never prayed, I pray that they would take a step today in having a prayer time with you regularly. Maybe there's some of us in here who pray regularly. I pray that you would have them go deeper into relationship with you in their prayer time. Lord, I pray that if there are maybe expert prayers in here, they would learn to teach others how to pray. They would encourage those that are in their circle and their relationships to pray more and teach them how to intercede on their behalf that Father, there is a value in prayer and the discipline of prayer. And I, I pray that, that as we all take our step, we would, we would see your hand move. Lord, today, corporately, we, we ask, we ask today that you would bless us. That you would bless us indeed. I pray that you would enlarge our territory, our reach and our influence that our circle of influence, God, would become great on your behalf. I pray for our church influence to continue to grow. That maybe it's not just local or national or regional. It's, it could be worldwide for your name. I pray, Lord, for your presence to be with us always. That this would be a place and a house of the Lord and that, Holy Spirit, you would speak to us. And finally, God, I pray that you would deliver us from the evil one. That whatever attacks you have on our church, that that, that is on our church, God, you would protect us from, that you would deliver us through. I pray that those that would choose to do our church harm, I pray that you would help them change from their wicked ways. I pray for any evil or demonic attack that's coming upon this church, God, I rebuke it in Jesus' name. We cover this church by your blood, with your angels, with your power, with your spirit, knowing you can deliver us from the evil one, I pray all these things, God. In Jesus' name, we pray. Everybody said, "Amen." We'll give God a hand clap and praise in this place. Come on, church.